Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! This is Equipment Talk from iRay. And again, uh, we got a special guest on here today, and it's uh, Tom. Tom Henry, how are you doing? Doing real good. I'm a very special guest. <laughs> he is very special. You know, the one thing we did, uh, we do the Equipment Talk, and uh, and Tom here has been around for, golly, um, how many years have you been in just kind of working around equipment and everything else? Uh, well, that's way too many years, but uh, probably all of 50, 60 years wow. around equipment. Yeah, I think you were still in diapers when Dad had you out there. Yeah, so seven years old. Were you seven when you were out there working? Ran my first dozer at seven. Well, you ran your first dozer. Did that have pony motors on back then, oh, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yep. So, you know, in over the years that, uh, that you know, that you've been working with uh, equipment and everything else, what, uh, what have you seen the most changes in what type of equipment and, I mean, that you've used or that you've been around the most that you've kind of thought were unique and then some of them that you probably haven't thought they were so unique? Well, a lot of it, a lot of every, just about every piece I say nowadays, if it's cat, kamatsu, deer, whatever, there's almost no difference in the, in my opinion, in the, like the operator station and stuff, but like the main components and stuff, like uh, I still say a caterpillar leads the pack in it. You think it's and because this, just it's, be, uh, because that they're just the, number one in the industry or, or well, they there's just... a lot of different reasons. I think probably one of the main reasons worldwide parts availability worldwide you know everything everything is there whenever you want it for them and then uh they're just caterpillar yeah well you know that um you remember how cat name started don't you oh yeah okay well i don't have to tell you then do no. we it was best and hope together remember that yeah yeah so uh what question I have for you, Tom, is that, um, you know, you say Caterpillar is leading in the country. Do you think that the leading reason for that is that they have uh, parts and or equipment or what, what's the leading reason for them to be number one? Well, I believe the, the quality of the machines is probably the number one factor. And then probably the next contributing factor would be their worldwide parts availability and service availability. That's what I think uh, brings them, I think, Heads over heels over everyone else, in my opinion, anyway. Well, you know, but, uh, Caterpillar's like, been... Like I say, just about every machine, when you get in and run it now, it's almost all the same. Yeah, it's real nice and everything, but what all does it stand up, you know? To the test, right? Right. What kind of test do you give them? I should be getting some money back from Cat for this, but... <laughs> Well, you know, it, it isn't a sponsored ad yet there, Tom. Right. <laughs> but that's, that's the way... Just my opinion... Yeah, and uh, stuff has evolved just so tremendously over the years from from like operator everything so operator friendly now compared to the, like the old stuff. Where so are you talking about the pony engine stuff? Yeah, pony engine stuff, knuckle <laughs> buster graders, you know, cable dozers. Just everything is so far has come such a long way in my lifetime that I was just thinking on the way down here that now I think the next step will be where. You actually won't sit in the machine. You'll probably uh, 
you'll probably sit in your pickup or somewhere and you could probably possibly run two or three machines at once. Yeah, that's autonomous. Know. Yep. And we've, had... we've been talking about autonomous and, you know, what kind of programs and what people are doing to um, maintain or manage that piece of it. We uh, did have a customer that actually, he's got stuff on this next auction. His son was working with him with equipment all the time and everything else. And he went to college and he's gotten a degree in there. So he's actually an engineer programmer for autonomous. So he's right. writing the programs for autonomous. Sure. So if you like, say if you were digging a ditch or something, and you had all the grades put into the you know into the machine, uh, you know for Program. sure an excavator can go run itself. That's right around the corner. But you know you could probably sit there and you'd basically be watching one, and maybe you'd have to run the other one a little bit. But I think so. You're thinking you could get one guy to do about four jobs for you. Probably two for sure, I'm thinking. <laughs> At least two. Or huh? just think about, you know, an asphalt roller or something like that, you know, where he's just... It's Pretty a, simple, it's forward a, and back kind of deal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I think that's right around the corner for us. Because the biggest thing facing most people, and I'm sure everybody listening out there knows that it's uh, a, an operator, truck driver shortage on everything. Yeah. You know, so that's everybody's problem out there nowadays. Yeah. I don't care who you run into. They're looking for help. Well, the one thing that we were talking about earlier in some of our other podcasts were that, you know, back when you were young, you said seven years old, you're on a dozer. Well, you know, if your dad was working construction union, do you think you'd be on a dozer today? I don't think so, no. At seven years old? Heck, it, I don't think you'd be on that dozer at, at 17 years old. No. Uh, it's, it's a whole different animal. And when, uh, like your father started out, you know, he was running his own equipment, doing his own jobs, right? Right. And, you know, and I'm sure that, you know, that there's younger generation now that some of their grandfathers that were doing that, now they got unions and all these other things. So they're not yeah, going to be in there. Yeah, there's a lot, no doubt, many more things to deal with nowadays. Yeah. So we're talking about some of the electric that's going on, you know, for the dozers and excavators. And look at even the cars today, you know, they've got electric steering on them. They took away the power steering pump mm -hmm. to give them better mileage, right? Yeah. Because it's pulling it down. So um, how do you feel about like the electric? Have you seen that, you know, you feel has really been, uh, you know, moving forward in, in the industry? I've seen uh, electric Bobcat up close. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance you to mean, operate it's one. It's Doosan now, you mean? Yeah. Because Doosan kind of bought Bobcat yeah. out now. Yeah. Or they're partnered or whatever they are. But the way I understand it, I, in my opinion, these have a tremendous way to go yet because uh, I guess you can operate it for eight hours, but you can't really work it hard for maybe two hours. And, and <laughs> oh, you're is that done. right? So I think the battery technology has a, a long ways to go. Well, you know, they were talking something about solid state batteries. And solid state batteries, they're supposed to be way ahead of even the uh, the new batteries that are coming out, right? And um, with that being said, you know, if we can store more power or more kilowatts, right? Yeah, somehow the machine is going to have to be the battery, like the loader arms and wherever wherever you can, a solid component could be a battery in order to get enough life out of to operate for an eight hour shift i think right i think that um you know we were talking also about you know where is the electric really necessary and where is the you know the let's call it alternative fuel because diesel the only reason that we're using diesel is because they have that much more power per square inch on an engine or anything else right because they're they, they actually have more compression so they fire differently 
There's more BTUs in in one gallon of diesel than there is in a gallon of gasoline, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the whole process that we're kind of trying to figure out. And does it have to be diesel? Could it be nuclear? Could it be, you know, even uh, um, hydro? Hydropower is basically electrolysis, taking water and electrolysis through it. So you've got hydrogen over the gas. Yeah, I'm sure there's many, many different ways it could be done. But, you know, this as uh, the world sits right now, that's how we're all geared up for diesel fuel and gasoline. And and that's where we're at. But uh, well, where do you think you'll see it in 10 years? What What's your vision for 10 years from here? Or even five years right now? 10 years, I'm guessing that there'll be a big jump in probably electric. They'll come along quite a ways pretty fast. Do you I really think. think our grid's going to handle all that? Because now you still got to charge them all. Well, as long as we keep hauling the coal to the power plant <laughs> to get green energy. Well, we were talking <laughs> we'll be about... all right. We're talking about even like the nuclear, I mean, the, not the nuclear, but Monticello's got nuclear, but Becker's got... to switch the, to natural the, gas they, that's they're supposed to do, but I heard they're looking at selling. They're not looking at moving that way because so much controversy of moving them gas pipelines in. And if a rupture happened or this or that, the liability behind it, I mean, there's so much involved in this whole works that... Yeah, I would imagine it's more than a more than a six inch gas line going there. <laughs> yeah, probably a thirty six inch, right? <clears throat> but um, so, anyways, all I'm saying is that you know, how do you think that uh, you think that we're going to go more towards electric? I, I get that because I mean, I think certain smaller machines like maybe mini hose bobcats will probably advance in elect in electric, but I, like a bigger machine, I just don't see it happening yet. Well, we did see that some of them have the electric um, on, you know, like on the turntable. So they'll go partial electric, electric hydraulics on the hydraulics. And that Possible, takes... but I don't... You I put, just don't see it standing up like uh, a normal machine would. Is too much pressure, think, you think? I think you're going to have to be... Start out at bobcats, skid loaders, mini hose, the smaller stuff. If, you know, if that gets proven to work... Then we'll probably get somewhere with it. Well, you know, they do make um, in the in the Caterpillar, they're putting electric drives on the high tracks even now. And they're using diesel power to power the drive engines. And drive power, I mean, it's, you know, an electric is pretty strong. Mm -hmm. That's how the mine trucks are. But there you go. They're not small. But you're still you're still not getting away from the diesel, though. So what part of the, but I mean, you're going smaller, so you're using smaller consumption. So you're, you're, you're not using it like you were, right? Well, I don't think energy can be created or destroyed. So it takes so much to do the same job. So I don't, I don't think there's any advantage in that. In my opinion, you run a diesel generator and do that. It's, it might be more trouble, less trouble with it. But just think about this. Crushers. Are crushers running on diesel power or they run on electric? Well, somehow something's creating the electricity to get to them. Right. So there's whether a diesel a, engine. Whether that be a gen set, you know, a V16 Detroit or something burning a lot of fuel an hour, or if it's coming off a power line, something's if, creating it. But if you can create it in a, maybe in a evener flow, right, it uh, it can take some of the, maybe some of the heat off from the the grid and then the other part is you're going to use some off from the um the diesel powered engines you know part of it and i know that uh, you know you've seen many crushing spreads i'm sure that and you've seen where you got a 750 kw which would run a you know you mm -hmm. think it'd run a city about right right <laughs> and they're using it on one big crushing spread you know right. 
so there's a lot of ways of looking at it. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, like I said, if they got electric golf carts, right? And they run them all day long going around and stuff. But I think that, you know, like you said, if they're not being utilized hard and heavy, it's just like taking a pickup. A pickup, you know, it's going to take more energy to run that pickup if it's pulling a load than it is if it's going to run a car or a, right. or a little bike or something to that nature, right? Right. It'll be interesting in the next 10 years what'll, what'll, what we'll see, I guess. So is there anything that, um, that you see in the industry that could have been done or should have been done that you, you know, in, in what you've been doing and where you're at that, uh, that our viewers would like to hear about or maybe get your opinion on? Oh, I would say probably in the uh, truck department, heavy truck department, there should have been, you know, a few changes there. Um, in what manner? Possibly those could be an electric too, also with the skid loader and the mini hose. I think those will come a long ways. You know, um, they show some of these cyber movies where, you know, the trailers have got drive motors yeah. on their wheels. You know, Warren Buffett has made a tremendous investment in, uh, in electric buses in, in California and stuff. And the batteries are made in China. Oh, wow. So from that point of are view. Are they lithium? I'm not sure what you know? they are, but, okay. uh, It'll be interesting, like we're saying. Yeah. What will well, happen? They've been running propane, you know, on these buses and, and well, trying to go green, you know, all the way. One, one story I remember my uh, dad told me he was in Australia in World War II and uh, he was on a bus and it killed. And then he got out with the guy and the guy went back there and just poked up the coke. It was like coal that gives off gas, kind of like acetylene. Oh, wow. And poked it up a little bit and off they went again. So there's definitely, or, different ways to do stuff if people are put under pressure to do it but different uh, ways of creating the alternative energy right yeah and i know that uh, they've been talking that way for quite some time but um yeah there is there's a there's it's kind of cool there's a lot of neat stuff out there i don't think that everybody's gonna have a wind you know generator in her yard right no and then all these solar panels you know where we don't get as much sun there's gonna be you know like take them up north in the north pole or something you know where they don't get as much sun at times right Right. So you're not going to pull electric up there like you would. Maybe wind, might be windy up there. You don't know that. But um, but then you're also looking at, you know, the backup. Uh, you need backup, right? Mm-hmm. It's no different than us when we put electric at, uh, uh, at our house. We put, you know, electric boilers in, right, to heat the floors and everything else. And they say that you get cheaper kilowatts by going off peak. And we did that. The, but our backup is basically natural gas. And if you don't have backup, they won't let you put it in. So, oh, yeah. But you could put natural gas in, but you can't put the opposite way because of the alternative energy isn't as reliable, maybe something like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, good talk. Thank you, uh, Tom. I think that, uh, you know, we do appreciate you coming down here. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our viewers at all? Oh, keep keep up the good work. I'll, I'll just say that uh, Ray does a good job. Everybody keep coming to him. He's uh, number one. No. Well, we thank you, Tom. You know, you've been in the industry for a lot of years and I know you've worked with your dad and your brothers and everybody else. And you guys are still in the equipment, uh, uh, part of the industry and, and we hope we have some good changes. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you everybody. Again, uh, this is uh, equipment talk from IRA. Thank you again.